This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome here to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace, alongside Aaron McIntyre and Todders, and we have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. First, though, I've got to start with some hate mail. Uh, I received this note from Tim with the subject line, I hate you for what you did to me. You guys ready for this? That could could mean so many different things. It could mean so many different things indeed. Dear Steve, I hate you. Mud pie puff, coconut brownie Mm. chunk puff. And now, thanks to you, I'm addicted to Built Bars. I got an assortment pack and these are by far my favorites. Of course, that's until the next flavor comes out. S'mores Puffs actually just came out today. Just saying. You're right. These are the greatest protein bars I have ever had. Anybody who's tried these and don't like them, they're not real fans of the show. Just saying. That is from Tim with two M's, so you know you can trust him. Trust your Tim with two M's. And if you also would like to get addicted to our friends over at Built Bar, go to built.com right now, B-U-I-L-T, get 15% off with the promo code DACE. That's right, you heard me. Brand new flavor dropping today, S'mores Marshmallow Puff Protein Bar Flavor. Those are going to be great because the regular s'more bars were pretty good too. So if you want to get those right now or any of their other great flavors available to you, 15% off your first order or next or next next or in my case... Numerous nexus. Uh, 15% off with the promo code DACE when you go to built.com for Built Bar. All right, coming up here today on the show, Congressman Chip Roy will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour as we get into the latest going on on the border and in the Capitol. And I'm sure Chip will have a thought or 12 on the <clears throat> retirement looming of one. Joseph, Meng- I'm sorry, um, uh, Anthony Fauci. Yes. Yeah, I mean, those, easy to confuse those names. Uh, also, next hour, uh, for fake news or not, we are going to combine fake news or not with Pop Culture Tuesday. And I am off the top of my head going to throw out some thoughts on what is trending in pop culture so far this year. And some conclusions from those things. And then you guys will decide if you think those things are fake news or not. Okay? This could be good because I think this is often where the three of us disagree about stuff. Is the most on pop culture stuff? So. Yeah, so we're going to combine these two segments. And the reason why is because my daughter is going to join me, our oldest daughter, uh, Anastasia, is going to join us for the final segment of the show. Do you know what an abortion doula is? Neither did I, but you're about to find out 
And after you do, you are going to wish you still don't know. But Anna uncovered an effort to continue killing the babies post Roe v. Wade, notwithstanding. And the links, or shall we say more appropriately, the depths the baby killing cult will go to. In order for the blood to flow and the killing to continue, you have, you, you just, even by what's going on in the culture today, there were things I learned from what we're about to discuss with her that blew me away. And we were like, yeah, you, we, we can't include that in the conversation. That's just too graphic. And if, if we're doing that, okay. So yes, uh, essentially we're going to cover uh, Malok. Uh, in the final segment of the show, in case you were wondering what he is up to uh, these days in between banging the drums. All right. Uh, so we'll get to all of that and more, of course, though, after we hear first from Aaron about what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Lord Farquad, the director of the National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci, a totally, completely apolitical figure, announced yesterday he's tying his retirement to the end of Joe Biden's term in the White House. Word on the street is Fauci is looking to retire in Argentina. Jimmy Fallon, your thoughts. I read that Dr. Fauci said that he plans to retire by the end of President Biden's term. Yeah, then everyone turned to Biden like, is there anything you'd like to announce, too? White House Chief Economist Jared Bernstein says they're no longer using the word transitory to describe inflation. Um, I think it has to do with um, the uh, ambiguity about the length of that word is what it has to do with. I think it has to do with the ambiguity about the length of that word. Um, some people hear transitory and they're going to think I weeks and months. Others hear transitory. One moment. I'd like to continue the redundance of my quote unquote intestinal tract, see, because to preclude on the issue of world domination would only uh, And I think the um, lack <laughs> of specificity me. about the cadence that were, was implied by that word, the temporal cadence implied by that word uh, led to a level of ambiguity that, that wasn't serving the, the debate uh, uh, very well. A U.S. attorney has declined to prosecute a production team from the CBS Late Show, which breached the U.S. Capitol last month in an attempted coup, I think. The U.S. Attorney's Office for Washington, D.C. said in a statement it couldn't prosecute the team because they were invited into the buildings by congressional staff. Moving on, a U.S. District Court judge has issued a temporary restraining order against the White House that blocks the Biden administration from enforcing its new Title IX guidance and sanctioned states that don't allow dudes to compete against women on women's sports teams. U.S. District Judge Charles Ashley Jr. issued the order on Friday, arguing in his 47-page ruling that the states that sought the restraining order were, quote, left with no real option but to comply with guidance they firmly believe is unlawful in violation of their sovereign state's rights. Richard Levine, a dude with a mental illness who is the Assistant Health Secretary for the United States, has advice for children. So we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports, and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. Checking in on the progressive utopia, San Francisco. This is a chart released by the San Francisco United School District. 
district, showing figures like graduation rate, readiness for high school, and chronically absent rate broken down by ethnicity. The numbers show 63% of black kids are chronically absent versus 8% of Asian kids. 15% of black kids are ready for high school versus 71% of Asian kids. 28% are reading proficient versus 70% of Asian kids. In completely unrelated news, a new Gallup poll shows only 28% of Americans say they have a great deal of confidence in public schools. Here's the latest chart from researcher Ian Miller checking in on Japan. He says, quote, back in 2020, Forbes claimed that the high rate of mask wearing in Japan was responsible for preventing the spread of COVID, except with consistent 95 to 99 percent mask compliance. Japan once again has one of the highest current case rates on Earth. Wonder if we'll get any updates. Nope. PBS America tweets, join Nova as they take a tasty look at insect foods that could benefit our health and our warming planet. Edible Insects premieres tonight at 7.35 p.m. A new Michigan 2024 GOP presidential primary poll from the Glenn Gariff Group shows Donald Trump holding only a three-point lead over Ron DeSantis. Glenn Gariff Group is a B or C rated pollster at 5.38. And finally, a word from Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren here. I'm at one of these predatory, very scary pregnancy centers. We're going to see what's really going on here. We are going to shut this down, not just in Massachusetts. We're going to shut it down in the country and we're going to shut it down in the world. So this is it. This is where they where they get you. It's like a Venus flytrap for pregnant people. It looks all nice, all calm with the blues. And they catch up. They catch up. Do you see that? Women. Just what I thought. Free STD tests. I'm sorry. Free prenatal vitamin. I'm sorry. This is where people with the capability to have a fetus somewhere in their body are getting free sonograms. Do you know what this is? Do you know what they see in there? Do you know that they are more likely to stay pregnant once they see that thing on the screen? So this is where the talking happens, the counseling, the comforting, it's gonna be okay. Well, 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 adoption. Exactly what I thought. Outrage. That's Blaze TV's Ali Beth Stuckey. You can find the rest of the video on her social media channels. And that's what happened while we were away. Here's the thing about that video from Ali. It ain't even parody. Right? I mean, that's an impersonation. It's not, that's not parody. It's impersonation. I mean, have you listened to their rhetoric since the toppling of, well, well, uh, uh, we're going to, I mean, uh, then I guess we have to force dads uh, to stick around and take care of their kids. Deal. Uh, okay. Like Aaron said, deal. Hit the deal button. Deal. Um, uh, well, y- you guys have got to create some ancillary charitable structure that takes care of these uh, women and with these unwanted pregnancies and their children. Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Beavis. Yeah. Sold. In fact, we've got a bunch of these, like in every major population center in the country, ready to go right now. And collectively, 
pro-lifers donate like over a billion dollars to these institutions year on a yearly basis. Even some state governments like our own are now looking to help fund them as well with the with the uh, the dissent of Roe v. Wade. So yeah, that's that's when then you find out, of course, that they don't want you to do that because they just wanted to kill the kids. Now the new one, did you guys hear the new one yesterday? Well, then I guess we're going to have to extend child support to pregnant women. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good idea, actually. I mean, uh, there's all kinds of prenatal care, prenatal nutrition. Um, I mean, after all, if it's a person uh, before it leaves the womb, then it ought to be, you know, lawfully protected like any other person in yeah. that particular situation. So, okay, cool. Let's get rid of the Department of Education and just push all that money over there. I'm good. I mean, it's amazing. All of the things that they offer up are like, and th- their challenges to this are like all things we were already for. And you wonder sometimes, are they really just that ignorant? Like, I can't speak for, you know, everybody else in this industry but for us on this show and for the shows that we actually listen to in our spare time when we're consumers we we want we 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 want to listen and watch the programming that studies the other side studies their arguments how do we defeat them where are they coming from maybe they have a point do you think like none of that happens over there how many because they keep presenting arguments and challenges of how we should respond to Roe with things we're already for. Do you think they're really just that ignorant of our of our viewpoints and where we're coming from? Why would they need to practice two-dimensional, three-dimensional, or four-dimensional thinking when, you know, they have their own bubbles over there? Very valid point. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Better Spectacles. And if you have, like me, a not maybe you got a regular uh, old prescription, so you're good. You get all you get the whole catalog. Of frame options. But if you've got a problematic prescription like me, you're a little far, you're a little near, you haven't always. And you don't have to choose the dorky frames anymore. You also can get cool stuff like handcrafted rodent stock eyewear, German engineered, imported for mass distribution in the U.S. for the first time. And you can get those, uh, whether you have a regular old or a problematic prescription, from our friends at Better Spectacles. Um, they will give you access to some of the best trained opticians in the country. And to get you started, their introductory offer is 61% off their Ghost Spec lenses. Plus, they throw in the rodent stock eyewear. If you're wondering what that looks like, that's what I'm wearing. Um, they throw those in to get you started for free. The frames, those awesome frames are free and 61% off their Go Spec lenses when you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Again, that's betterspectacles.com slash Steve. All right, coming up in the overtime today, which we will record right after today's program, we have a poll and it's in its final hour of voting right now, a snap poll that I posted just a couple of hours ago. If Donald Trump were president right now, Would the U.S. be unilaterally funding the Ukraine resistance to the Russian invasion as it currently is? Yes or no? We will go over those results and discuss them today in the overtime at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you'll be able to watch it later today if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, if you would like to become one so you can watch it. That's also where you can go to blazetv.com slash dace. All right, let us get to what is in the montage And if we are at the point now that Jimmy Fallon 
if if the Overton window has been expanded so that official regime approved entertainers are now dunking on the preparedness and readiness um, and fitness of Joe Biden to be in the White House, it's clear that the memo has gone out, right? This will this will not be an Order 66 like we saw right before Super Tuesday a couple of years ago, where out of nowhere in a 48-hour period, they weekended at Bernie's his entire candidacy, right? Okay? It won't be that sudden. I mean, it is, after all, only July 19th. But it is very clear that if indeed the results everyone is anticipating, to some degree, occur this November, the narrative will already, remember, narrative is narrative and agenda, and agenda and narrative is what these people are always about, all the time. Always. Okay. The agenda feeds the narrative. The narrative feeds the agenda. They're symbiotic. And it's very clear that the narrative is being put forth that if the agenda calls for the axe to fall on Joe Mencha later this year after a devastating red wave, anything close to the proportions being currently polled, they are prepared to throw the old man you know, throw throw Uncle Joe, not Mama, throw Uncle Joe from the train. I think that is that that is clearly being set up for us. Do you agree, Todd? Oh, absolutely. I and I I think there this is all but a uh, not so veiled threat to Joe Biden because you know Joe Biden doesn't want to go down that way. But I, I think they're saying, listen, Joe. I, I think I, listen. I think this is a coup. Of sorts. I and agree. Hard for me to defend Joe Biden, but and but I think they're saying, hey, either you, we can help you go out as a hero, you resign, say my health is failing, but I did my part while I can, or we're going to destroy you and your family if you don't bow out, because we have plans that have nothing to do with you, old man. Speaking of coups, let's go to January 6th. Help me, I'm confused. Uh, we there, there clearly was some form of a riot on January 6th. I mean, we would be... Um, gaslighting you to pretend otherwise. There was clearly some form of a riot. Now, whether who instigated it, whether it was a false flag, who is Ray Epps, how is it possible that an Antifa member who lives in friggin' Utah uh, somehow made it through a crowd of tens of thousands to be the guy that is right there shooting the, the video of Ashley Babbitt being killed in cold blood, right? I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions here, okay? Uh, And uh, on the riot side of things, there's a lot of unanswered questions. And, 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 you know, we could get some answers if, could I just humbly suggest, uh, just call poor Ray Epps to the stand, televised, under oath, and let everybody ask questions of him on camera. That's the, I think that's big probably, idea. I think it's my big idea for the day. I think that's probably the best I'm going to come up with here today. I just want to warn everybody, it's only 18 after the first hour, and I just hit my high watermark. Just, you know, I'll put Ray Epps on TV and under oath and... Well, I just kind of, you know, ask him some questions and under threat of perjury and contempt of Congress, you know, and just see what he, see what he says. Could we do that or is that possible? It's not in the script, man. Or should we go get some other insider in the Trump White House no one had heard of until they get subpoenaed who six weeks ago was begging for a job and uh, for you to pay for her legal counsel? And let's just put her on the air again. I guess we could do that or we could get some answers. I mean, I don't know what Ray Epps is going to say. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a Fed. Maybe he'd look dumb. I don't know. Just like I didn't know, I didn't know Christine Blasey Ford was going to go up there and say, I've got, I literally have got the photos of Brett Kavanaugh raping me. Uh, you know, I've kept him all these years. We, we didn't know, right? 
We just wanted to know what the truth was. Let's put her on. Let's see what happens. And found out that she couldn't even verify she ever knew or interacted with him on a human level, let alone that he raped me. Um, so let's, we're fine with the truth here, whatever it is. The truth is there was some form of a riot. What its origin was, who instigated it. There's some pretty interesting video. I treat, It's in my Twitter feed from over the weekend of Ray Epps. I'd not seen this before. Uh, urging the crowd to storm the Capitol. Then he turns around and he kind of starts smirking and laughing. And he's not looking at anybody particular. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a conversation with anybody around him or whoever's got the camera on him, right? It's, you know, kind of an Eddie Haskell look if you get the ancient pop culture reference I just made, okay? But um, we also have a lot of footage, do we not, of law enforcement letting in several people into the Capitol, Right. So set aside, there was some form of riot there that cannot be denied. Some form of riot occurred there and and absolutely needs to be adjudicated. Who was responsible? Was it instigated? Was it a false flag? All that needs to be adjudicated. But over here, we also have footage of people being voluntarily led into the Capitol. We've all seen it. And several of those people have are facing criminal prosecution for taking the taking the law enforcement officials and the security people up on that invitation. Right. Right. So I guess we just found out that if, however, they were regime approved and worked for the Stephen Colbert show, totes cool, right? Correct. So the crime, again, is not being there or interfering with official acts or whatever other scam they come up with. The crime was wrong think. That's the crime. Wrong belief, wrong think, wrong vote. That's your crime. The so-called two-tier justice system, right? Yes, because our government is filled... Filled with people like the guy in Aaron's montage that was lampooned by Damon Wayans. Yes. Like, how, okay, how can I explain this with a bunch of verbal diarrhea? That's who governs our country right now. And it's all situational. It's, it, it is the full Orwell, Steve. You're, you are hmm. an animal farm. Congratulations. That's a great point. All right. So yesterday I asked you to check my spirit. Okay. On the whole, I'm, I'm struggling to be sympathetic to what's happening to women's sports when the women in the sports don't stand up in mass and defy it. We yeah, had that, you had, we had a that point, conversation, you but, I thought, but you, you know, that's what we do here, man. Dudes hold each other accountable. And you pointed out that that was a, that was a kosher point maybe like a year ago, but in the year since quite a movement is actually amassed to stand up and oppose this. And we would be remiss in not joining it. So I appreciated that rebuke. I did. I want to give you that opportunity to check my spirit again, mm. okay? Because this is what I struggle with as a believer. What I what I struggle with as a believer is I know. I know. Now, it is not the same. Love the Lord your God with all, with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind is the f- greatest commandment, Jesus said. And then the next greatest is 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 like it love your neighbor as you love yourself but it's it's the next one it's not 1b there's a lot of churches in america that make it look like it's 1b or frankly it's 1a and so they don't ever confront what's happening ever i mean we, we could go from drag queen story time hour at the library a block away from the church to they'll just be doing it right in the lobby as the church is going on and the church will just act like it's not going on and just you know Preach the goodness of God and the love of Christ in a vacuum. Like this evil is literally not happening right there as you walk into the arena. God I'm, speaking I'm with sorry, the comma, the, Steve. I'm sorry, the sanctuary, not the arena. My bad again. Another Freudian slip. All right, so thank you. <laughs> the comma reference, I like that. 
So this is my struggle, though. Because let's not have a false choice that love your neighbor as you love yourself is not vital. It's not the ultimate paramount, but it is paramount. Fair? Right. Yeah, it is paramount. It's not over, you know, because ultimately we would know what love is by loving God. That, that connection is what informs us of what God is so that then we, we know his character and we don't affirm the things that he doesn't affirm while claiming, well, I'm doing that to love my neighbor as I love myself, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know that this instinct is bad. I, I'm just admitting it up front. This instinct is bad. It is not biblical. But I, I in, in the natural, if I could sound a little Pentecostal here for a second, in the natural, in my flesh, I, though, so want to embrace it, and I'm having a very difficult time with it. See, I'm not quite as offended by the regime's, you will eat the bugs, and you will be blissful agenda. Do you know why? We're not eating those seven things. <laughs> We're not doing it. I mean, we got the question yesterday in the AMA. When would, would you know, what is the moment when it would be time to man the, to, to man the torpedoes? That was one of the questions we got yesterday. When they try to force you to eat the bugs. That would be one. I don't know about you. That would be mine. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. We're not, we're not going to be the ones eating those things. NPR's audience is. See where I'm going with this? And I can even come up with like a scripture to kind of twist my instinct on this. Hey, man, do not be deceived. We will not be mocked. You always reap what you sow. You guys, you guys, you know, sow that as your idol, as your information source, as the source of your truth. Reap the world, man. Enjoy your bugs. Eat them all. They're people who are quadruple masked still and in line to get a monkeypox vaccine when they could really just stop having a bunch of unprotected homosexual activity with people they don't know. They could just like do that. Thoughts. I'm, you know, I'm just not going to go to a bathhouse and put my penis randomly in a bunch of anuses. I'm just going to stop that. And then I won't get monkeypox. I could do that. And I would be in like total control of my own fate. Or I could just let them inject me into perpetuity. And looking at the lines for the so-called monkeypox vaccine yesterday, it is very clear that the wrong option will be chosen. <laughs> All right? They're going to be the people eating the bugs. I don't care how hot Nicole Kidman is. She's never getting me to eat bugs. They're going to eat them. And so Steve in the natural, Steve in the natural be like, I knock yourself out, man. I don't care. Wait, what about this is unbiblical? I feel like I should, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I, I should care. I should, I should try to save them from eating the bugs. Like I would want someone to stop me from eating bugs, you know, and I, and, and I just feel that's not, leaving them to their own yeah. devices oh, that's, is unbiblical. That's not what love your neighbor as yourself means. Okay. So I'm not going to get rebuked this time. No. Okay. But then I'm, a, I'm, not, apparently I'm not I'm understanding what love your neighbor as yourself list, means. Then I'm okay. Then I'm like literally rooting for the, I'm like, I, I don't care about opposing this because it'll just be their, their own cult that will in, indulge in it. Well, not my problem. What have you given us? And we need to be right about it, but you have given Aaron and us permission on this show 
as part of the dude code that if if you are an abject dereliction of holding it up, we are free. Correct? Correct. To correct call you correct, right? Absolutely. Harshly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's loving your neighbor as yourself. It's not letting him eat the zabugs. Yeah. Letting him have letting letting him have yeah. zabugs and not caring. And like like I I am like borderline tickled that the only people that will take them up on this are the very same people that they have deceived into their cult. But don't but I sort of feel like I should prioritize trying to rescue those people from that cult no. more than the than I am being tickled that they will um, eat the bugs because they're in they'll eat the bugs because they're in the cult. At the family leader summit, in fact, on Friday, and you were there, Tony Evans preached to this very same point. God brings suffering upon us. It's not just the devil. Sometimes it's the devil and the God allows it, but sometimes it is the God saying, Okay. He's removing his hand. You Sometimes spoke God says, Romans you will eat the yes. bugs. Yes. I guess you that's what you want, so yes. you will eat the bugs then, right? Yeah. And God loves us pretty hard, doesn't he? Pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah. Good talk. Okay. I was, I, I mean, were you going to add something to that, Aaron? No, just okay. Romans 1. I mean, you know, giving them up to their depraved yeah. minds. That's pretty biblical to me. I mean, we can't get more biblical than God. Okay, but can we at least admit I, I shouldn't get any kind of sick satisfaction out of the fact that they're going to be the ones that eat the bugs? That that's a little bit different than oh, look, not my time. problem. <laughs> no, you, even that. This is the best no. Bible study we've ever had. No. You shouldn't get at all. <laughs> even there. Listen, you shouldn't get any prideful satisfaction sure. that anoints you at some sort of fundamental level as being better. For this, you have feet of clay as well. This could be you. So you shouldn't be get prideful okay. satisfaction, okay. but sort of like, hey, man. That's good. God will not be mocked. That, yeah. that, that's your satisfaction. I think that's an important distinction right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction right there. That's a good point. All right. All right. When we come back, Congressman Chip Roy will be joining us. Stay tuned. Back here on the Steve Day Show. This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Keeps. Fellas, if you are sensitive about your hair loss, I've got great news for you because Keeps will help you keep the hair that you have and maybe even grow some back with the same doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-based treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. But they offer you the generic versions of those treatments, so you save money right off uh, right from the get-go, uh, right off the start here. And then they do it all online. So it's very convenient and discreet. Uh, you'll get private access online to a physician, a licensed physician, that'll recommend the right approved hair care product for you. It'll get delivered directly to your door. So savings with generics, convenience and discretion with it all being online. But then they give you even more savings to get you started. Half off your first order. Half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Again, half off your first order at keeps.com slash grow. We unfortunately just found out we have to reschedule Congressman Shiproy. He has been called to the floor uh, to speak, I, I think it's the, uh, the the bill that Democrats are trying to do to overturn the Defense of Marriage Act, right? 
and codify gay marriage into the uh, into the U.S. code. I believe that's what he's going to be speaking on here. That, that is true. And I just found out, despite what I said two minutes ago, they want to be on the show badly. They did move something. They will be on top of our two. They will. Yes. Okay. All right. So live broadcasting, folks. I mean, we're just producing this right in front of you here. Uh, we are piercing the veil and you are seeing behind the scenes of how we roll which is with no plan and making it up as we go along here on the steve day show and all he right. badly wants to talk about this vote okay all right so we will discuss that with my buddy uh congressman chip roy now next segment all right so let's call another audible then let's do fake news or not slash pop culture tuesday in this segment all right. For the first time, we're going to combine these two because we've got two guests next hour, so they won't get their own separate segment this time. We are going to combine these two, and I'm, I'm going to come up with what I think are a few things that I think could be possible in the realm of pop culture based on what is trending this year. And then you guys tell me if you think it is fake news or not. Okay. Ready to go? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> 20 years ago, I really thought the success of the passion, particularly the way that Gibson did it, that no, even though he was arguably the biggest star in the world at the time, no major studio would take the film because of its subject matter, which forced him to independently distribute it. And so when that film made $400 million, he, his company made every dime. They didn't give 40 per, they didn't give a bunch of it to a studio. Well, they split it with theater owners, but they got a much larger chunk than they would have done if a studio had distributed it for them. And I figured that that success would prompt Hollywood to say, wow, people want, you know, another run of Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments, um, Charlton Heston in Ben-Hur. They want another run of that. And it never did. Now, oh, they 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 claim they did, but then they had atheists make movies about Moses, where he's a paranoid, um, or about Noah, where he's a paranoid schizophrenic, uh, and God is an eight-year-old uh, boy in uh, the Moses movie, and Christian Bale isn't sure if he's bipolar or speaking to God, and those movies flopped. So I was wrong. Based on that precedent, here's my here's my first pop culture prediction. You tell me if it's fake news or not. Despite the fact it's going to end up being the number one movie of 2022. Top Gun Maverick will not spur a new genre of unifying, patriotically themed Hollywood movies. With every studio now like, we've got to get in on this. I mean, this is the biggest movie that Paramount's ever had as a studio. They won't. And it'll be several years before we have anything else like this, just like it was several years between American Sniper and Top Gun Maverick. Is that fake news or not? That is not fake news. The uh, The reason this was made is a reason a lot of movies are made these days in, along with progressive Hollywood. It's very lazy Hollywood. And this is nostalgia driven. We did a, a sequel Long after the original uh, was produced, this has, fortunately, a guy like Tom Cruise, who in many ways is like Mel Gibson in that he, 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 he uh, while very, very popular, he has managed to do that while going to the beat of his own drummer. But this is, this is not like, it's, it wasn't organic 
uh, there's no, there's not going to be, it's going to take a level of something that is not part of Hollywood and to do this. And it's going to have to pick fights to make that money that it's just not going to happen. Your instincts are totally correct on this. It's not fake news. You know, how can something be ubiquitous in terms of outlook, in terms of opinion positively in a country that is balkanized? That's just, it's hard to do regardless. And the incentive financially is, especially when it's coming from left-wing Hollywood, just really isn't there other than like the just two exceptions you noted i i can't remember even when american sniper came out that would have been uh, 2015, 2015. Yeah. yeah uh so that's yeah that's proof right there i i don't think that's i don't think that's fake news how do you unite a country that is this uh balkanized it, it's it's a tall order and again there's another guy zero s given clint eastwood is yep. responsible mm-hmm. these guys don't they're getting old. They, who is that person now that is going to do... Right. Maybe because while he... Tom Hanks. He... I mean, he's done movies across the gamut, but he is about the Band of Brothers and all. He's mm-hmm. a genuine patriot along those lines. So I can see him doing something like that. But that's what it would take. Okay. Here is something that I do think actually will spark a trend on the other side. On Sunday, University of Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh was the keynote speaker at a Right to Life event in Plymouth, Michigan at a Catholic church where he attends. And with the overturning of Roe, I think that this actually will spark a trend. I think we will actually see now more pro-life athletes, coaches, more pro-life recognition and activism within the big-time American sports community. Um, is that fake news or not? I think I'm, I'm, still, I'm still hedging on fake news. I, I don't know. You know, you, I, guess, I guess the overturning of Roe would provide a little bit of cover, but, you know, if, you're really, if you really are pro-life deep down why weren't you doing this before and and not singling out jim harbaugh he's been pretty open about this before yeah to, before. in fairness jim actually did an interview with national review during Correct. covid mm-hmm. back in 2020 talking about being pro-life so yep. yes yeah and it's so fairness to him but uh overall are we going to see athletes uh in ma- not in mass but uh, a higher uptick of athletes coaches in the sporting community uh, showing up at right to life banquets or showing up at crisis pre- pregnancy center, but uh, I'm just hedging on on fake news right now. Yeah, I don't I don't see what new motivation, but I'm interested into your insights. Like, wh- what on this provides a new open door to them? Two things: the overturning of Roe is one. But what about that? Is like what license does uh, be- that because, give them? Because Roe was a shibboleth. And it, it was the idea that it would never go away, that it would that that there would always be it would forever stand as the insurmountable uh, symbol and statement of fake law that this was supreme in the land and to speak out against it at, 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 an, at an institution meant, meant to offend the other side at the institutional level where now. This is openly up for debate and contested in numerous states. Um, it's not a shibboleth anymore. 
um, we have seen an immense amount of sudden courage from a lot of Republicans, for example, in the last couple of years, after years of being pestered by people like me, are you really pro-life or not? Now, suddenly, like everybody is, right? Okay. Um, On top of that, how big of a star and a lightning rod he is. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're the uh, the punter for the um, uh, for the well Detroit Lions in your own state, Jim Harbaugh's going out there and taking slings and arrows makes it a lot easier for you to show up at the Crisis Pregnancy Center and do a, to do a, an event as well. This is not any football coach. This is next to Nick Saban. Probably the most famous or infamous football coach on the collegiate level in America. Um, And not necessarily for his achievements, but because of what a kind of a lightning rod he is in a a viral social media environment. So that's the other factor. He is a rolling stone that gathers moss, meaning that if Jim Harbaugh is out there, you could probably get away with saying all kinds of pro-life things. And because your name's not Jim Harbaugh, it's not trending worldwide on Twitter right now like he is. Because he took, he's going to take all that heat. Because anything Jim Harbaugh does tw- trends worldwide on Twitter, no matter what it is. Yeah, I got to be honest, brother. I think you're too close to this one. Okay. J- Jim, because he's your guy. But there's a lot I respect about him, but he's a weird dude. I agree. And a lot of people think this is... Are going to put it on it it's him doing things like this is not surprising it's going to take somebody who it's like oh this is different this isn't different harbaugh states bold claims about a lot he's of the things. he's the he's the coach of the most left-wing public God, university that plays successful college football it, it doesn't you know it matters like no, when he took over and they tried to ban American Sniper on the no, campus and he's a he stepped in and said yeah we're not doing that and then they no, said you're right we're not going to do a that favorite son no, it doesn't matter no, I mean, I, 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 brother, I, I can promise you they're hanging him in effigy in many places on that campus for this right now. I can yeah. promise you that. Like members of the admin, they got a brand new president who just came in. I guarantee he's getting calls about this today. Why are we tolerating this? Well, the answer is because he beat Ohio State last year. That's why you're to- going to tolerate it. But I promise well, that- you on that campus and in that community, they are on fire that he's doing this. Well, there's going to be. Yeah, but there's people who get mad about everything that is a a one plus one equals two rage i don't okay all right we'll move on twitter five minutes ago the federal judge in delaware announced that she will permit twitter's lawsuit against elon musk to go forward (laughs) that it will be expedited and it's now the trial is set for october which not coincidentally is when the deal was supposed to be finalized for him to formally take over the judge in this case, by the way, is one of the few federal judges who has ever used one of these kinds of cases to order the completion of a sale with this kind of a dispute. It has very seldomly happened in all of American history. She is one of the few judges that has said, yes, you will complete the agreed upon purchase. You cannot back out. And now she has given Twitter its expedited trial against Elon Musk. Fake news or not, I'll just say with that in mind, I had this for fake news or not last week. I'll say it again. All that's going on here really is a negotiation for the share price for Elon Musk to eventually purchase Twitter. And probably around October, there won't be a trial, but he'll be the head of Twitter. 
It'll just be at a different share price or even the same one than what they previously negotiated. True news. I mean, this is a, a, this is masterful trolling uh, by Elon Musk. It's like, okay. I mean, can the emotional rancor that was around this for a period about how Elon Musk was a, a tyrant and now at Twitter, they're begging for this opportunity. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm all in on whatever mind scramble uh, Elon Musk has perpetrated on these people, and I want to see where this goes to the very end. I want to read the complete, the final chapter of this book. This is not fake news. I, I think. Let's just give Twitter the most benefit of the doubt. Uh, I don't think they deserve it, but let's let's give them the most benefit of the doubt. Let's just say it's really, really, really difficult to absolutely nail down whether this account right here is a bot or not. Okay, it's really difficult to drill that down. So they don't have an exact number. They have maybe a ballpark. And that's why Elon Musk got upset. Still, couldn't you negotiate? Hey, since you don't know within uh, a degree of 5, 10, 15% accuracy whether or not these accounts actually are bots, let's renegotiate the price. So mm-hmm. it, may, it may not be $44, but $48 a share or something like that, or $49 a share instead of $54 a share. That's talk, we're talking about uh, billions of dollars of difference there uh, per share. So yeah, that's not fake news. Even if it's even if it's not quite exactly the way that cut cut and dry the, the way that you laid out there because of technical limitations in me- measuring this, I still think it's not fake news. So this trial, we all agree, it never takes place. Yep. Never. Ne- they never gavel this trial in. Never happens. Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not sure about that, but I don't believe your premise is necessarily. Yeah, conditional. I don't think it ever takes place. I mean, I. I, won't I think. Sub- th- I think this is just all a negotiation. And I've thought that from the moment I saw the news that he backed out. I just think it's a negotiation. But it's, it's definitely the, it, that. It's, it it's a billionaire realizing I've got them by the short hairs. Yeah. I, I already was giving them more than 100% of the total value of their stock with the bid mm-hmm. to force them into a corner so that they had to choose. The, the, they had no business reason to say no to me. The only reason they would yeah. is because of their agenda. Yes. Okay. Correct. Um, and then I realized that there's a lot more fake accounts on here than even they let on, even maybe I suspected. And mm-hmm. I and that bid, it, this ain't worth it on that open market. So I'm going to expose that. Yeah. And and then when I expose that and I end up getting the kit company uh, and everybody acknowledges, let's say 20% of the accounts on here are fake or bots. And then when we have explosive growth of this thing in three years after we, when we have actual verifiable accounts on here, I've turned a massive profit off of this buy of Twitter. That's what all I think true. has been happening here all along. All true, but I don't. We didn't necessarily see this part. It, it, Agree whatever, that the trial what, aspect. I didn't see it. I, I bet you yeah. he did, but I'm not Elon Musk. That's I bet point. you he saw it. Yeah. Well, whatever. That's my point. Whatever entertains Elon Musk. If if it entertains him to go to trial, yeah, we're going to go to trial. Okay, that I could buy because I also don't think that he had any control over the appointment of a, of one of the only judges that's, in American yes. history that but, has forced one of these sales to go through. But to the degree he knows as much about that as you do, or was informed about that, mm-hmm. he's like, ah, let's play. You mm-hmm. know, I I don't know. He's he's a pretty sharp dude, obviously. It is, whether it's Donald Trump or Elon Musk, it is difficult to psychoanalyze people that have an amount of money we can't even begin to fathom or contemplate, right? Exactly. And uh, because they just are living in a different existence than we can fathom or contemplate. All right, when we come back, 
confirmed we're doing this? Yeah, he hasn't been. Nothing's changed since I talked to you last. All right. Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas, one of my best buddies, is going to join us here on the program. And then you're going to unfortunately learn what an abortion doula is. So stay tuned for hour two in a moment. Greetings. We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. You can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, uh, TikTok, and also Instagram. And then you can get uh, clips of the show free to watch, free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And you can also find us on Trump's Truth Social at Real Steve Dace is how you can find us there. If you're a podcast listener to the program, you're a huge part of the continued growth of this program. And we greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Please show your appreciation for us by leaving us a five-star review. And if you've got a question that you would like to have considered in a future Ask Me Anything, put your question in your five-star review and you will go to the front of the line for consideration. Thanks to all of you that have left us five-star reviews or hit subscribe or follow on your podcast platform of preference already. Again, we appreciate each and every one. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. Um, and I could give you a whole big spiel about how you, it, these are filterless air purifiers, so they don't cost you an arm and a leg forever and all the proprietary technology. Here's all I can tell you. I've got a teenage son in the dead of summer that is doing daily off-season conditioning workouts. All right. And um, I have a monthly poker night. Uh, and I've, I've seen the Eden Pure air purifier stand up to both of those in my home, right? So, I mean, if, if you've got more going on than a teenage kid in the middle of football practices in the summer and whatever comes out of the male crevices during a poker night, if you've got something more than that going on, I might suggest, um, you know, having your, you need something maybe a little bit more than an air purifier, all right? So uh, th- th- I've seen how these things work. They stood up to Noah and they stood up to my poker buddy, Mike's backside, all right? Because he's like a human fart. All right, so if they can stand up to those two things, then I, probably, I think they can pretty much stand up to whatever's going on in your home as well. You can get shipping for free right now and save $200 um, and because they come in packs of three. That's why you might think, wow, that must mean it's pricey for one. Well, it, they come in packs of three. That's why the code is Steve3. That's the promo code to get the savings and the free shipping when you go to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. And the discount code there is Steve3 at checkout. Let's bring in good friend and good friend of the show, Congressman Chip Roy from the state of Texas. It's good to see you again, brother. How are you? Steve, I'm uh, doing great. Uh, you know, I'm here in Washington, so I'm a little less great than you being out there in the heartland or me being in Texas, but good to be with you, brother. I apologize that you are there, but we are thankful for it nevertheless, my friend. So you just came from giving the speech on the floor for uh, on behalf of what issue? Well, uh, currently, uh, Democrats are pouncing to uh, produce legislation in response to Justice Thomas's concurring opinion uh, in Dobbs because uh, Justice Thomas is apparently living rent free in the heads of uh, Democrats right now because he dared, dared 
raise questions about so-called substantive due process, which for your listeners, and they're pretty educated, so they might know, substantive due process is the erroneous legal theory that has con uh, concocted and allowed this long train of abuses of manufactured rights to exist, uh, including that that uh, led to uh, Roe and uh, the definition of when life begins and, and, and how we handle that. Um, and so now my Democratic colleagues are putting forward legislation to say that, well, we want to have a bill that says we're going to, through full faith and credit, recognize marriages no matter what across state lines. And I'm going to tell you, Steve, an enormous block of my Republican colleagues are about to do something that they're going to regret, which is for the first time vote for gay marriage on the floor of the House of Representatives uh, if we don't uh, raise some heat up uh, in the next six hours for them to understand what they're about to do. So we've gone from they've got the majority. So we could even just do a show vote in an election year and just vote no and have them do this without us and ram it down our throats while we would, well, you know, the whole uh, hope yes, vote no thing that Team GOP has mastered over the years, right? Okay. They, they could run that game at us and, and allow shows like this to continue to deceive our audiences that it's only the Democrats who believe in destroying the oldest institution in the history of God's created order, Right. But now they won't even do what I hear you saying is they won't even do this for us now. They won't they won't even give us the 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 lie that we were all comfortable with for so long. They're eager to actually vote affirmatively for this. Is that what I hear you saying? Well, they were a little bit blindsided and uh, we didn't even apparently I, I wasn't able to make the Republican conference meeting this morning. I had a conflict. Apparently it didn't even come up. They were too busy talking about how much money they're raising in order to try to take back power to do what exactly. I'm not sure. But defending the institution of marriage clearly is not on the list because a lot of my colleagues were gathered around on the floor saying, now, wait, now, what does this bill do? And when I explained and I tried to explain why it was a legally problematic bill. Uh, that, no, you can't just say, oh, well, this is just full faith and credit recognizing the marriages of other states. And no, hold on. What the purpose of this, and by the way, for your, for your listeners, it is talking about both interracial marriage, the Loving v. Virginia decision, right, from the late 60s, and gay marriage, right, which is uh, the result of Obergefell in 2015. Now, pause for a second. You know this. I think your listeners know this. Go back to 1996, the Defense of Marriage Act passes overwhelmingly. Who votes for it? Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, Steny Hoyer, and a whole cast of Democrats. You're talking about the current leadership of the Democratic Party voted for the Defense of Marriage Act and a whole bunch of Democrats. Now fast forward, 2003, the Supreme Court issues its opinion in Lawrence v. Texas. Fast forward, what happens? Republicans try to move an amendment to the Constitution, overwhelmingly supported by almost all Republicans. There are a few who defected. Now, fast forward, 2015, you get the opinion in Obergefell, which creates, under the theory of equal protection, a right to same-sex marriage. Seven years later, Republicans are saying, well, we just have to recognize those marriages, and Congress should speak to that. They should vote for it, because we're recognizing those marriages across state lines. That is bogus. That is absolutely wrong. And we're allowing Democrats to muddy the waters, and instead of standing up and defending marriage and standing up behind the principles that the voters who send us here actually want us to carry forward, they're going to go, well, they're going to say that I'm voting against uh, interracial marriage. Like, I can't even make up how crazy it is. And oh, by the way, there's a private right of action in here to go after the county clerks who refuse to 
recognize those marriages if the court were to ever overturn it, which doesn't seem likely right now anyway. How many of your colleagues do you do you think are affirmatively for so-called gay marriage, Chip? Uh, it is a much bigger number than I would, would uh, prefer to acknowledge if I knew the number, which I don't, but it's a big number. Is it more than 50? Is it more than 50? Uh, I bet you right now it's pretty much a 50-50 split wow. so, uh, yes. on the actual policy, mm-hmm. but it's a, more than that. And they, they fear being labeled as, oh, you're, you're against gay marriage, or they fear being labeled that way. Um, as How many calls to- has Rick Grinnell made to your office building this morning? Yeah, well, none that I know of, although I haven't checked the front desk. I've been down on the floor. But look, look this is actually as central to this whole problem that you talk about better than anybody else out there talking about what's happening to the entirety of both our political infrastructure, but importantly, our societal and cultural infrastructure, which is completely blown apart, where I've got colleagues on the floor who label themselves as conservatives. I'm not going to out them by name, but colleagues who claim to be conservative, who literally want to have nothing to do with talking about marriage being an institution between one man and one woman forming the family unit that is the bedrock of civilization. They make no connection to the total destruction of our culture today. That crazy kid in Uvalde carrying cat heads in a bag while his mom is on drugs and his dad is missing in action, goes in with a gun and kills people. They want to talk about any of the destruction of our culture and society leading to these terrible things. They just want to say, well, in polite circles, I need to be able to say that I am for same-sex marriage. They don't recognize how you can have good friends who might be in that world but still say, this is what I believe and what is right. And you know what? One last point. Somebody said to me on the floor a little bit ago, man, I'm in a tough district and I, I might get killed on this. I said, well, why do you even want to be here? Like, if, I, if I lose because I dare stand up and say, I think marriage is between one man and one woman and we ought to defend that, well, then I go home. And I go home and I stand up fighting for what I believe in instead of kowtowing in the name of power. Hmm. What do you want our audience to do? Who should they call? I mean, if you're watching this today, you need to light up the phones for every one of your state, every one of your representatives from the states in which you live, saying that you believe marriage is between one man and one woman, and that in no shape or form should the Republican conference of the House of Representatives stand up today and vote for the first time, to the best of my knowledge, for Republicans to stand up on the floor of the House and vote to uh, uh, recognize, in essence, marriage as between anything other than between one man and one woman. And I think that would be critically important to do uh, today, given that we're voting on it tonight. Do you have like Family Research Council and those kinds of groups up there working against this right now? Or are they silent? No, look, God bless Tony and FRC. They're generally pretty good about getting in these fights. They are absolutely working on this. I'm, I'm confident they're scoring it. I believe someone told me that they're scoring it. I haven't seen personally, but I believe they are. Um, I haven't heard from a bunch of other groups yet. I hope today they will. Um, the bill was dropped on us yesterday, so I'm not sure. But uh, but I do believe FRC is involved. Okay. Politically, what's the point of this for Democrats? Well, this is exactly what Democrats want to do, right? So rather than having Republicans be united and just dismissing this, all voting no, saying this is a political exercise, the Supreme Court's not nowhere near poised to do what you say they're going to do. This isn't loving and interracial marriage. You're just trying to get us to take the bait. No, no, no. Our guys think the other way. They think, oh, we're going to take the bait if we dare stand up and defend marriage. Democrats know that they finally have put together a vote where they're going to put it on the floor that our side's going to get all you know wishy-washy about. 
And instead of focusing on inflation, instead of focusing on border security or the lack thereof and the complete damage being done to our country, instead of being focused on, uh, you know, mandatory uh, shots, uh, and, you know, because Lord Fauci says so, instead of talking about the vaccine mandates that are killing our service members and causing recruiting to going down, instead of talking about, you know, endless wars and engagements and subsidizing and uh, uh, $56 billion in Ukraine, I could go on and on and on that lawlessness on the streets. No, we're going to be talking about this. And Republicans are taking the bait by saying, oh, OK, sure, we'll do that because we just want to get rid of the issue. On the other hand, they're also setting the precedent that if we sit here in January of 2025 and you guys have total control, we just do the same thing with defining human life, right? Just going to well, I mean, have a federal he, statute he, that human life, a, a person is a person under the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution uh, at the moment of conception. And this is now the, the law of the land. That's federal statute. Well, you know, it's fascinating. I, one of the questions that I was raising on the floor just a bit ago is uh, in this whole point, when does life begin? Mm-hmm. And, and, and raise that, my, look, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle don't want to answer that question. Colleagues on our side of the aisle do, but they don't necessarily want to get into the fight on it. Um, but those are the questions that we could be focusing and answering. But, you know, the, you know these guys, they, they want to run away from those issues, despite the fact it's demonstrably true in Virginia that education and cultural issues won the election for Yunkin. It's demonstrably true that Ron DeSantis taking on cultural fights in Florida are absolutely energizing people and getting more people behind him. He's got $130 million overwhelming support among the people of Florida. Uh, it's demonstrably true that when you stand up for what you believe in, people follow. Mm-hmm. I do not understand why my colleagues on my side of the aisle are so entrenched and concerned about power that they don't do anything with it or they don't do the things that would actually give them power to lead and take our country somewhere worth following. But I'm going to keep doing it. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep calling them out. I don't care because my life isn't going to be defined by an election certificate being in Congress. It's going to be defined by living free. It's going to be defined by following God. You know what I'm proud about, Steve? My son, when he overheard this stuff, coming up to me saying, well, Dad, uh, Leviticus 2013. And he said, Dad, uh, Jude 1-7. He brought that to me. I didn't take it to him because he overheard it, and he knew, and he's read, and he knows what his soul is. And uh, I just wish that more in the GOP were uh, were in that same zip code. Hmm. True or false? The biggest difference between the two parties in Washington is that Democrats inspire their base to get what they want. And Republicans conspire against their base to get what they want. I think that is certainly much more true than false. Uh, I think it varies a little bit by the members of the conference and the members, it, it may be issue by issue, but, and I'm not hedging. I'm, I try to always answer sure. your questions truthful. You know, we're on the same page. Yeah. I think it is more truthful than not. I think Republicans try to find a way to get past the base nimbing at their heels, whereas Democrats say, that's where the base wants to go. And yeah, we'll smooth the edges off, but don't you worry. We're going to go. Right. We're going to go there. And um, yeah, I think that is actually the truth. And I think you see it on things, for example, like the National Defense Authorization Act, right, where you've got overwhelming default view up here. We must stand with our military. We must stand for Putin. Doesn't matter what's in the ND, uh, uh, National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. Doesn't matter that there's no 
end to the vaccine mandates. Doesn't matter that they're continuing to advance wokeism. Doesn't matter that you know they're uh, continuing to engage in endless conflict without any real uh, end to the authorization of the use of military force, or that we're going to ask where the fifty-six billion dollars went in Ukraine. None of that matters because we must do what the institution says. And oh, you you base people, we'll pat you on the head and we'll issue some sanctimonious statements saying why we voted for this stuff. Must do it for pay raise. Must do it because you know, need the guns, but I'll never actually make the tough choices of guns versus butter. It's one example I could give you dozens. Let's switch gears and talk about the latest going on at the border. Sure. How, the situation is dire. Yeah. How dire, though, is it? It is far worse than even you or I know, much less your listeners who are educated, much less the average populace. It is far worse. I always say that whatever, however bad you think it is, it's 10 times or a hundredfold worse. Mm. I was at Eagle Pass two weeks ago this week. I was down there while I was there for less than an hour, almost 400 individuals from Cuba, Venezuela, Colombia, Nicaragua, all come across, you know, moms dying, like literally dying, but just crushed from the heat, carrying a kid like a sack of potatoes, border patrol, picking up, giving them water, 107, 109 degrees. You've got ranchers who fences are getting cut, livestock are getting out. They're reaching their fill of the danger and lawlessness in South Texas. The shootouts that are occurring even on our side of the aisle, our side of the river. Um, that's the reality of life in the South Texas and, and across the country. But we have Americans dying from fentanyl. 107,000 people dead last year, almost 75,000 of whom died from fentanyl poisonings. These are poisonings, Steve. You know, the, remember the cocaine epidemic in the 80s? We had 10,000 people die, and we were all freaking out. We had 107,000 people die from overdoses or poisonings driven heavily by fentanyl. One pill, you're dead. You're a kid taking Xanax to chill out during exams. You're a kid taking Adderall for focus. You just smoke a joint behind the bleachers, but it's, all of those are laced with fentanyl cooked in a kitchen or made by Mexican cartels by fentanyl coming from China. You're dead. Dead instantaneously. Or somebody trying to perform CPR for you. Dead. This is the reality of what's happening. We're under attack. Terrorists are getting in. Hell, I sent a letter to the DHS secretary. I said, how many people affiliated with terrorist countries, terrorist organizations, have you apprehended? Took them eight months to answer. The answer was 42. Now we're told that's 56. They're actually tracking and reporting it because we asked. 56. That's the known people. Right. We had 850,000 known gotaways. We don't even know who they are. Robbers, rapists, murderers, gang members, terrorists. They're in our country. You see crime exploding around the country. That's the reality. It's an invasion. The county attorneys and judges in South Texas are right to call it an invasion. The attorney general of Arizona was right to call it an invasion. Governor Abbott is right to refer to it as an invasion, but should declare it so. And we should act accordingly. So you skip to the next question I was going to ask. For people that don't know, you're the former deputy AG in Texas because yep. you like being hated. You decided to go from being a lawyer to a politician, right? Yeah. And maybe next you'll just work in the media and just, you know, hit the hate me trifecta. Okay. Uh, but um, we've got Carrie Lake running for governor of Arizona talking about, hey, the first time, first day in office. Under, you know, section so-and-so of the Constitution, I'm declaring this is an invasion and we will mobilize and act accordingly. What you have a governor right now with a 75 percent approval rating. And what why hasn't this happened already in Texas? Help those of us who don't live there and understand and, and don't understand the internal politics of this. 
Why has this not occurred in your state already? So let me start, and I always will shoot straight with you. Um, look, Governor Abbott, this is, there, there are some tough questions here, right? If you declare an invasion under the Constitution of the United States, Article 4, Section 4, Article 1, Section 10, I think Clause 3, if you declare an invasion because the federal government is refusing to do its job to secure the border, and the, and the Constitution contemplated that, if, if you as state are being invaded, the federal government's not defending you, you have the right to defend yourself. Then you can debate what an invasion is. I don't believe that just means redcoats. I think that means fentanyl pouring in our communities, armed cartels, dangerous terrorists, dangerous gangs, dangerous criminals. I think that means invasion. I think that the Attorney General of Arizona is right. I, I think the Texas Attorney General should answer that question. I do think that the governor is recognizing it's an invasion, but it's a step further to declare it and act on it. The question there is, when you have a bunch of liberals suing, for example, the 19 Austin police officers because they dared stand up to the mobs in 2020, he knows that our law enforcement will be sued if he calls on them to, to stand athwart and to repel and turn people away at the border. It's a tough question. I, I, I acknowledge that. Meanwhile, what is he doing? Razor wire, containers, DPS deployed, helping Border Patrol, and it's helping shape the flow of the traffic, but it's not stopping it. The reality is the, the onslaught is so overwhelming and the purposeful failure to execute the laws are so bad by this administration that we're being flooded, we're being put in danger, and we have to act differently. I think the governor ought to lean into that. I'm going to continue to defend the governor for standing up and trying to help Border Patrol. Border Patrol will tell you it's helping them. I will also defend him against this Mexican president who dare to say that his countrymen in this country should vote, vote, how are they doing that, by the way, for Beto over Abbott because of Abbott's shameless efforts at the border. And I said last week, if, if the Mexican president, Obrador, wants to meet me somewhere, he can meet me in San Jacinto in Texas, where we kicked their rear ends uh, in, in 1836. But I do think the governor should go further. I think he has to because of what the failures of Washington um, I think what's holding him back, I do believe, is a genuine desire to not put his uh, law enforcement in a difficult spot legally. But I think he should let a lot of the law enforcement personnel make the choices to whether they want to stand on the line, turn people away because Texans are dying and our, our civilization's under assault. So final question then. If you were governor right now, or if Greg Abbott called you and said, all right, one, two, three, Chip, I'm going to do three things. If you were governor, what would those three things be? Or what would the, th the three things be that you would tell Governor Abbott to do right now? Well, I think, and I mean this respectfully, it could, because it's very difficult, and, and I support Governor Abbott. Um, I think that the governor should declare an invasion, formally declare it. We are being invaded under the, and, 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 and under the Constitution of the United States. We have the right to repel that invasion. I would define it, and I would explain it, and I would do that. Number two, I would tell Mexico let me tell you what, on August 1st or September 1st, pick your date, we are going to shut down I-35 and inspect every vehicle, every single one. The governor went down that direction and guess what? Mexico was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And some of the governors said, wait a minute. I think that would be a great response hmm. to immediately force Mexico to the table to have them stop the flow. And then thirdly, I would have law enforcement conscripted Existing law enforcement, I would build to that with retired law enforcement, retired military. I would build the uh, infrastructure needed 
to begin our own version in Texas as if we are an autonomous nation of turning people away. You cannot secure the border of the United States if you do not turn people away who are coming here unlawfully. It is impossible. In the false name of asylum, it's not even being done in asylum anymore. They're just being brought in and paroled and released into the United States. I went to a facility, Steve, in Eagle Pass, where they'll bring in over a thousand a day, take them in, intake, shower, medicine, process them legally to be paroled or given a notice to appear at some later proceeding given to non-governmental organizations, NGOs, and released into the United States. Very few of them show back up. That causes a flood that endangers the American people because our borders are left wide open between the ports of entry. They're overwhelmed. For that reason, we're being invaded, we're in danger, and that's what I would tell the governor if I were advising him. Always good to talk to you, my friend. All right? Keep offending all the right people. God bless, man. Take care. Hey, I live for it. Take care. All right, take care. Congressman Chip Roy here with us on the Steve Day Show. We'll get some reaction here in just a moment. But uh, if you want to be prepared for the next time, oh, that could never happen here. Uh, ends up happening here. Uh, make sure you are with our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Right now you can save 150 bucks on their three-month emergency food kit, plus get uh, free shipping. And this is food that'll last for up to 20 plus years with the right storage, three square meals a day, plus snacks and drinks. So the 2000 plus calories that you and everyone in your household needs uh, for good nutrition, they'll give you the peace of mind to know that you have it should some of the dire forecast of supply chain issues uh, that they're talking about next year come to fruition. Know now that you have a backup plan when you go to preparewithdace.com. And again, you can access that backup plan for $150 off and free shipping at preparewithdace.com. Again, that's preparewithdace.com. Uh, thinking of gentlemen of the conversation we just had with uh, my good friend, Congressman Chip Roy, about amassing a, a, a separate force for just defending the border. You know, the, the Biden regime is attempting, I think last I heard, to kick about 6,000 members of the uh, Texas National Guard out for not getting a jab or some number was along those lines is what I heard. I would imagine that those folks would love to uh, enlist in a patriotic effort on behalf of the of, of, of the Texas Border Force. And uh, if they get kicked out for not taking the jab, they are now fully trained individuals, right, by the, the best trained individuals in the world. And now they get to, you know, fight to defend their homeland. Uh, and um, they get all their benefits and everything else restored to them now uh, on behalf of uh, defending uh, the sovereign state of Texas. I would think that there's thousands of those uh, military families that are about to be ejected that would sign up for that uh, patriotic duty without hesitation, actually. Oh. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm I, sorry. I, I just, I think that's a novel. I think that's a creative idea. I think that would be effective, effective in the long term. Because imagine, put yourself in the shoes, the boots of a Border Patrol agent right now. Why are you even getting up and going to work every single day? It's because I have to think, I have to think it's not because of a paycheck. I have to think that you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, the weight of, of this country and the state of Texas or Arizona or what have you on your shoulders. And you think, you know what, I may be the last person standing between this and complete and total collapse of this border if it isn't already. At what point do those individuals just see the lack of support from their governor, the lack of support from Washington and just be like, shrug I, I i can't do this yeah. anymore i i think it's only by god's grace only by god's grace that we've actually caught some of the terrorists some of the uh uh you know re-entries 
the rapists <laughs> that we that that we've caught as well. It's only by God's grace that we've actually caught them. Really. That's the only thing it comes down to because we're not doing a damn thing and we haven't for years on the border. That it's only by God's grace that we don't already that we don't already deserve that this thing has not just become the, the, you know it's a no-go zone. It's a DMZ down on the nation's southern border, especially in Texas. Well, and now go to DC. One of the most disgustingly memorable parts of everything Chip said there is in his request to the bureaucracy to find out how many people associated with terrorist countries, organizations, what have you, have have come through. And that number, and again, as he stressed, just the number we know about was what, 46, I think he said? Mm-hmm. Eight Then they said it was months. 57 or something, I think, they came it back. It took yeah. him eight months, eight days is the most allowable on a, ma- a question of that magnitude. Yeah. That you, Just a national security assessment. No big, di- no big diff. Yeah. So this is where all of, e- even if we had some, the best case scenario uh, in, in the seat that was a governor down there. And he said, I don't care about the lawsuits. I wor- welcome them. Hired the kind of hires you made. Go to war uh, on that. Here, Here's the problem. What? existentially that's a near-term fix because right now our federal government is is such is our government at the federal level is an enemy of the state (laughs) i i don't no you're right i mean you're right it's you can it's either an enemy of the state or it is a failed state yeah it is one or the other and therefore governors of states like Texas, are yeah. compelled to act and honor their oaths notwithstanding that reality. More in a moment. We got a new partner here on the show, and if you are one of so many Americans who struggle with a lack of energy, you wake up in the morning, feel as if you did not get enough sleep, um, try our friends uh, over at Magnesium Breakthrough, which is produced by Buy Optimizers. Uh, take it, uh, take their capsules 30 minutes before hitting the pillow, because they include seven essential forms of magnesium included in each one of these supplements uh, that uh, will help you rest peacefully uh, and get a good night's sleep so that you wake up the next day feeling refreshed, vibrant, and alert. And to get you started, uh, they have even more products and incentives they want you to try as well. Uh, so for the very f- uh, the next 1,000 customers or while supplies last, they're inc- also going to include uh, a full line of digestive health products with powerful digestive enzymes, also products to help alleviate heartburn and acid reflux. That means you're getting even more for free uh, to support your digestive system. Remember, the biggest immune system in your body is in your gut, all right? So uh, if you want to have an optimized digestive system, uh, that they can help you with that as well. Visit uh, magbreakthrough.com for magnesium, mag, M-A-G. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash Steve and enter Steve to activate 
that exclusive limited time offer that I just told you about. This offer is only available, though, when you access it versus this website. All right. And that's Mag Breakthrough, M-A-G for magnesium, magbreakthrough.com slash Steve. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com slash Steve. Well, of course, there is a lot of conversation now about the future of the life issue in the aftermath of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. This does become a very localized battle, state by state, community by community. And even here in our own backyard, where we have one of the most pro-life governors in the country, one of the most pro-life legislatures in the country, still, there is an attempt to create an underground market for the killing of children, as my oldest daughter, Anastasia, recently discovered. Watch this. Abortion doula training, which I'll define later on, was held on Saturday, July 9th, online from 12 to 4 by the Iowa Jane Collective. The Jane Collective was started back in the day when abortions were illegal, but when you quote-unquote called Jane, they would come to your house performing an illegal abortion on you for free. Now they hold abortion doula training right inside the comfort of your own home. According to the Iowa Jane Collective, an abortion doula is defined as a person who provides compassionate and non-judgmental support through an abortion experience. Well, lucky for you, this Saturday, I had nothing to do, so I took that training so you didn't have to. The host of this event is Frida, whose pronouns are they, them, and lucky for you, she is not certified, but you don't have to be to become an abortion doula. When we talk about abortion, we're talking about the deliberate termination of a pregnancy. Pregnancy tissue can refer to a zygote, an embryo, a fetus, a placenta, an umbilical cord, or any other type of tissue um, that grows in the uterus during pregnancy. Um, A fetus, the medical definition is like the tissue of a pregnancy that um, grows past eight weeks gestational age. Um, Before that, it is considered an embryo. Um, A baby or child using that sort of language um, contains connotations of personhood. Um, So when I talk about abortion, I um, talk about pregnancy tissue. Um, It's not wrong for somebody to use the words baby or child when they're talking about a pregnancy, Um, but like you don't necessarily want to be using language that your client might be uncomfortable with. Always important to like mirror your client's language and check in. Of course, we'll talk more about that later. Um, This may seem very graphic to you. But what you are seeing on your screen or if you are listening at home is a slideshow of DIY do-it-yourself abortions. Yes, you heard me correctly. And what the cost of those and the step-by-step process is, something I did not include in this slideshow because I find it too graphic simply, is manually vacuuming your baby out. Yes, yes, you heard me correct. Manually vacuuming your baby out at home. The last slide talks about hyperthermia, which in the training they describe as essentially overheating your body, overexerting it so that the baby dies. Is like truly like they, like the person that you're talking to would support any option, any outcome of a pregnancy, right? And we know that like crisis pregnancy centers um, have an agenda and want to see a specific outcome. I visited some of these crisis pregnancy centers and don't even get me started about their hidden agendas.
such a hidden agenda, offering services for free? How dare they? Feminism in the U.S. in general, and just like there's a lot of like U.S. chauvinism in the fact that like self-managed abortions, including medication abortions, are like extremely common in other countries. Who you just heard from was only one person out of the 130 people who joined that training on that Saturday. That is 130 people who are not qualified, who do not have certificates, but who are bringing abortions and performing abortions to a neighbor near you. Now, what you are seeing on your screen is a note that the Iowa Jane Collective includes in all of their DIY abortions, saying, thank you so much for making the best decision for you, you being underlined. We are sure it was hard, but we are so proud of you. <laughs> when you think about it, what are they proud of? I guess they're proud of murdering your baby. So that report from uh, my oldest daughter, Anastasia, who is here with us, uh, outstanding job with that, frankly, gruesome information, sweetie. Thank you. Before I go to you, though, I want to get to the reaction of the gentleman here because they have not yet seen this video. So Todd and Aaron, your thoughts. Did you even know what this was? I did not know what this was until Anna brought this to me last week. I'd never heard of this ever. Safe, legal, and rare, Steve, right? Yeah, I know it as a veteran of home birthing. Or, you know, you let the kid live. Um, I know what a doula is. So, as you've said many times on the show, Steve, that the, the devil's exploits are always this dark, dark reflection. Is mm-hmm. it shocking in the least that we have uh, something called abortion doulas? Of course not. Aaron, what were your thoughts the first time you watched this? Well, fe- uh, fellow uh, pregnancy tissues, uh, the, the bowels of hell opened up, and that's what we just heard. That j- self do it or DIY vacuuming. Sit I in just, a sauna. Did you see the writing on that one? Hey, you sit in the sauna at the gym for too long to overheat your body. Did you see that? Kind of speechless. I mean, I, we I, had mean a, I was too, man. We had a we had a doula for for our son's birth, and when Anna sent this over the weekend and messaged me, "Hey, I sent it." I was like, what, "Abortion? What? What are you like?" Both Bella and I were like, I, "I, I, I was like, what the heck is abortion doula?" And so I said that out loud to Bella, and I was like, "Okay, well, we'll figure out later in the week." It's it is as Todd said. It's everything hell does is is almost always an upside down version mm-hmm. upside down inside out version of the good the true and the beautiful the the imagery that i see is like what you see in stranger things the upside down there where it's just a kind of a, a creepy shadow of life up here mm-hmm. and that's that's what we just heard and that's the point the language we don't don't use baby yeah yeah denotes a denotes a concept of personhood she said it out loud yes this is why this is death of the west stuff because again socrates plato that the, the socratic dialogue this from the from then on and that's romans one stuff with them they were not christians but they were ultimately about the things you can't help but know and sit down and try the line throughout with many 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 ups and downs has been about the search for truth the battles between uh catholicism and protestantism uh the scientific method ultimately is about the search for truth 
And when I say we're post-argument now, when they do stuff like this, they're making it so it's impossible. Yeah. And that will be a, the death a of the West. truthless society. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Princess, there's some follow-ups here that you were not able to include in the video because of length and other factors. And I want to ask you about those here in just a moment uh, after I remind our audience uh, to make sure to protect the title to what is likely for most of us, our most important investments, our own home, uh, because they can be tampered with. The crime is called home title theft because your home deeds are often kept online. That makes them susceptible to scammers and grifters and hackers. And before you know it, you might have a case like a recent Arizona uh, real estate agent went to work one day, checked the MLS for the latest listing, saw their own home on the MLS and realized they were not the ones who placed it there. Right. So instead, place a hedge of protection around your home's title with our friends over at Home Title Lock because your mortgage lender and your homeowner's insurance doesn't do that, but Home Title Lock does. And you can check them out right now at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com and get 30 free days of protection when you use the code radio at HomeTitleLock.com. All right, so they have an aftercare program as part of, of this Jane initiative. Tell us about that. Yeah, so in the training, it talks a lot about how um, basically after you've murdered your baby, they talk about holding a funeral for that baby. So playing music, having a ceremony, possibly writing a note to your lost baby, um, basically just holding a funeral, which I found very odd because they talked a lot about pregnancy tissue and Zygotes yeah and how not it's a, not yeah. you know make yeah. sure you use the right language you don't want to offend anyone you know so how can we hold a funeral for somebody who was never alive right. was my question i had a lot of questions i didn't ask i chose not to ask in that uh, four hour training that what you just summed up there is the equivalent of of matt walsh's what's a woman right you're, you're, what are we what are we what are we doing here? yeah, yeah why, why are we depressed yes. why is it a difficult exactly. choice why was it hard if it's all the things you are claiming it is, then why would I regret this? Why would it be difficult? And what would be what would we have remorse over then? Right. You know, I, I, I had a pimple first pimple I had popped, you know, since I was about your age the other day. And the only after I popped it, the only thing I regretted is the fact it bled so much I had to put a Band-Aid on it. But I didn't like, you know, have pangs of guilt about popping the pimple. It was just an unviable tissue mass. It was a pimple on my forehead. I didn't want any more. I just popped that sucker and moved on with my life. I, that's the claim, right? Yes. So then what's the difficulty when you just by just popping that pimple and move it on? Well, it's ironic you say that because in the training, they actually warn you um, about the vision of blood and amniotic fluid and all that and how that might be pretty harmful for you and harmful for the woman as well so along those lines um in the old testament what drew the final wrath of god on ancient israel that led them to the diaspora to being exiled from the holy land for uh, uh, for a long time was they went down into the valley of ben hinnom and cast their fires or cast their babies into the fire for the demon pagan god Malak, or Malok, depending on how you pronounce or spell it. And while this was going on, there would be a long line of Israelites waiting to throw their babies into the fire to guarantee a, a harvest. All You would not hear the screams of the babies because loud drums would pound the entire time to drown out the screams of the children who are being burned alive so that the parents that are waiting in line would not lose their nerve and say, we can't do this. Okay, what, the, the, the blood-curdling screams may cause them to 
come to their senses and realize the ghastliness that they're going to be a part of. I thought about that when you told me some of the training methods here that include blindfolds mm-hmm. and music. Go into that a little bit. Yeah, so um, for abortion doulas and the women themselves, they encourage a bag for the abortion doulas and a bag for the woman. And both have headphones, blindfolds, things so that basically you're not hearing what's going on. You cut your senses off from the reality of what you're doing. Yes, especially when they encourage MV abortions, which stands for manual vacuuming abortions. And so they tell you like on Amazon, they give you like an Amazon link where you can go and it's like $50 to go buy basically a medical vacuum where then they can do it at home and they encourage you to put a blindfold on, put headphones on while someone who is not medically trained, someone who does not have a certificate puts a vacuum and manually vacuums the baby out. And it talks to you about how there might be some complications, including they might not get all of the the fetus or the pregnancy tissue so they have to go back in soon later and continue to vacuum it up because that can be a complication and i visited with alpha women's center um agape and intervisions and these are crisis pregnancy centers crisis here in town pregnancy centers. Yeah. yeah and they've all said that they've you know they've had a lot of women come to them trying to do abortions on themselves at home who are not medically trained, have no idea what to do, who have taken pills that they've given them, have taken herbals, sat in the saunas and all that, and it's failed. And so they've had to save a lot of a lot of lives from trainings like this. The people throughout history that we call savages, barbarians, etc. That's had, this apocalypto is, stuff, man. Had better is, sense than what we're doing right here. When when it comes, to, this is it's funny mind meld, Todd. When it comes to the jab, how many times have have I said, or it's been said on this show, we are our medical, uh, mod, the modern medicine is more closely related to like an Amazon witch doctor yeah, than yes. it is actual medicine. We should have seen that coming. Because at the heart of it, whether or not it's performed in a nice uh, sanitary um, uh, room at a Planned Planned Parenthood or this, it's the same thing. It's voodoo. It's just abject voodoo. Aaron's razor, it's just demonic, bro. This is what Tucker Carlson was talking about this weekend as well, where nobody is making any choices, doing anything for the good of anyone, even themselves. That's when you know it's demonic. None of this is none of this is a, a positive outcome, obviously, for any of the parties involved. We're about out of time, Princess. That uh, was phenomenal work. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you. for bringing it to our attention. I guess. I mean, that's just that's a tough watch. That's a tough conversation right there, man. I mean, it's just. I mean, I thought I'd heard it all. And, you know, I've done decades of pro-life activism. I have done pro-life speeches all over the country. My life is a pro-life testimony, as many of you know. I've never heard stuff like this, man. I mean, this, you know, in the past, and we've used the term death cult. It was really about the heart of darkness that leads to making these decisions more so than the procedures and everything themselves. But this is just ghoulish. And it's just described so clinically and so calmly. Nefarious smiles. Indeed. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.